Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hello, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to this week's Cyber Church message. I'm telling you something. Today, you're going to church with people all over the world. There are I groups around the world. There are home groups around the world. There are Bible study groups around the world. There are churches around the world right now that are watching this message. And even though you're not in the same place, man, you're connecting with the same God. You're connecting with the same heart. You're connecting with the same purpose. Listen, this series I'm starting today with this message is going to be something that's going to launch you forward, I think, in such an incredible way because I'm going to show you how to absolutely break your ties to the past that tries to control you. We call this message today emotional PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not making a lot of post-traumatic stress, but you're going to see it from a whole new light. You're going to see that there are things from your past that try to keep you stressed and controlled. I'll be right back. Listen, I want to encourage you to get the free download this month called The Devastating Power of Pain. This is going to help you understand what's going on in your life. This is going to help you understand what keeps pulling you back to the past. Be sure and get it. It's there for you for free. You know, one of the most amazing contradictions that exists in the body of Christ today is the idea, and it's a false idea, it's an unscriptural idea that God is the one that brings pain into your life. I'm telling you, there is no greater deception. There is nothing that'll destroy your faith, that'll undermine your confidence, that'll destroy your life and take away your peace. God, you know, He is not the source of our pain. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. He's the one that comes to comfort us and help us and to strengthen us. God is the healer and the deliverer. He is not the causer of pain. I want you to understand something. Until you get this determined in your heart, and it just starts by seeing what the Bible says and making a decision. Until you get this settled in your heart, you cannot know God as your healer, emotional healer or physical healer, because you can't get healed from the person who is causing pain in your life. When Jesus showed up on the scene to launch his earthly ministry, in Luke 4, 18, everybody knows the story. He goes to the synagogue and he picks up a scroll and he goes to a particular verse that he already had in mind and he reads this. As he's reading from the book of Isaiah, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, he then explains why the Spirit of the Lord is on him. He says, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and to recover sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed or bruised and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. You know what? It can't get any plainer than that. Jesus said that I have come and the Spirit of God is on me and this is why He's on me. He is on me so I can heal you broken hearts, so I can get you out of pain. Why? Is pain so incredibly important to God? And, you know, some people have just been so beat up by religion and they think, you know, 
I'm selfish because I want to be out of my pain. Let me tell you something. You'll never serve God if you don't get out of your pain. You'll never serve people. You'll very rarely ever be of any great benefit or any help to anybody else if you're hurting so bad that you just absolutely do not know how you're going to exist. And unfortunately, religion has lied to us. I'll tell you something. We don't understand the depths of which our understanding has been perverted by religion. But the problem is this. You can show people something that's in the Bible, and it's clearly in the Bible. But if they have grown up believing somebody else, if someone who they have idolized or respected told them something else, if their family goes to a particular denomination or church that believes something else, people will get so offended. And in the name of faith, they will deny faith. You know, uh, when Jesus was speaking one time to the, uh, the Bible says he was speaking actually to a group who believed on him. These were people who already believed on him and who were already following him. And he makes some reference to them being blind. And I'm telling you, they went into a rage. How dare you say that we are blind? And so, you know, Jesus addressed the whole issue. But the point is this. Most people have such a desperate need to feel right, and their connection to God is their doctrine. Their connection to God is their church doctrine or their, you know, their church's theology. And because they're trying to get security from that doctrine, if you shake their doctrine whatsoever, they'll completely come unravel. I'll tell you something. There may be some things that you're going to have to accept. There may be some things you're going to have to deal with if you want to get past your pain. And one of the most important things you've got to deal with to get past your pain is that, number one, God did not bring it. You know, I sat in a meeting just yesterday with someone, and they were just pouring out their heart in tears about their pain. And I began to share with them about the love of God, about the Lord Jesus. And suddenly they raised up their head and looked at me and said, I hate that SOB. He's the cause of all of my pain. And, uh, you know, I didn't overly react because anybody that believes that has been taught to believe that. Well, I want to tell you something. You may not be that extreme, but it doesn't matter if you say it that way. If you think God is the source of your pain, you can't trust him. You cannot trust someone you're afraid of. And so if you can't trust God, then that's what faith is. Then you can't have faith. I don't care how many scriptures you can quote. I don't care what kind of miracle you think you're believing for. If you don't trust God, there is no pleasing God. There's no way to walk with God because everything God does is based on his love for you. Everything God has for you is free. So the only barrier between us and God is whether or not we trust him. I want you to understand something. God cares about your pain. You know, the Bible tells us that God is near unto those who have a broken heart. I can remember when I first got saved and I started going to church and people said, so what you need is a broken heart. I'm like, whoa, well, I don't need a broken heart. That's why I came to Jesus. I had a broken heart. I had so much pain in my life and I came to him because he was the only source that could deliver me from pain. Well, I got news for you. God's not near to the broken heart because now that you got a broken heart, you're qualified. Now that you got a broken heart, I'm going to love you and get close to you or I'm the one who's going to break your heart. No, God's near to the broken heart because he is there 
to heal you. You know, the Bible is very clear about the fact that when Jesus was on the cross, when he became our sin, Isaiah 53, you know, does it so wonderfully. You know, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. And it just goes in this whole exchange process. Well, I want you to understand something. This pain that Jesus suffered, the Hebrew language indicates that this was emotional pain and sickness. This wasn't just physical sickness. It was emotional sickness. He took our emotional sickness so that we don't have to live in it, so that it doesn't have power over us anymore, so it has no place in our life. So why would God have it, Jesus carry your emotional sickness and put it on you? Well, I'll tell you, he wouldn't. It is just absolutely that simple. But see, religion always tries to keep us in our pain because if we can stay in our pain, then we're groveling at the foot of some pastor or priest or at some altar and we're able to be manipulated and we're able to be controlled. But at the end of the day, if we're kept in our pain, we're going to blame God on some level. Now, we may try to be holy about it and act like we're good with it and that we love God and we know He's doing it for our good. But I got news for you. That is just absolutely not what the Bible says. The Bible, in fact, in Isaiah 53 tells us that people blaspheme God because they think He's the source of all of our pain. You know, the word chasten, which is a word that comes up real often, is a word that most people think means, you know, to whip, to, you know, scourge and all this kind of stuff. Well, actually, the word chasten has always meant to child train and specifically to train the child that you favor. Now, Augustine redefined the word and it said, even though this word means to child train, in other words, to gently lead a child, in the Christian context, we must redefine it as to whip and to beat and to punish. Well, I got news for you. Augustine ain't God. Augustine ain't the Holy Spirit. And it doesn't matter who somebody is. And it doesn't matter how high up they were in the ladder of their organization. When somebody starts coming out and trying to tell you that God is the source of pain in your life, I got news for you. They don't know God. They don't know the Bible. And they're not helping you. I'm going to tell you something. I want to walk you down this path where Jesus talks about how to get your emotional pain from the past, how to get free from that so that you can finally move on with your life, so that you can experience him as the glory and the lifter of your head, so that you can finally, you know, have the peace in your life and be able to hear the Holy Spirit, follow the Holy Spirit, be able to minister to other people, be able to help other people but more than anything else, be able to trust your loving Heavenly Father. So I hope you're going to stick around with me on this message. I hope you're going to walk this through. We're going to be going through this for several weeks. Now listen, every week you want to hang in here with me. Every week you want to do the homework that I'm going to suggest. So a lot of people say, well, Jim, why are you always giving us homework? Because that's where you experience the glory of God. Not when you listen to these messages, but when you and God are connecting at home and when you're putting this stuff in practice. Listen, I'll be right back. We're going to get to the good part. I can't wait to get this new series, Freedom from Emotional Debt, into your hands. This is going to be packed with exercises that's going to help you immediately break free from your emotional debt. You say, why do you call it emotional debt? Because that's what Jesus called it. When Jesus referred to the year of Jubilee, which in the Old Testament meant that you were set free from all of your financial debts that you had incurred, in this context, Jesus is talking about all of your emotional debts. 
So Jesus said that he was going to deliver us from emotional debt. And the typology that he uses is the year of Jubilee. See, under the year of Jubilee, every 50 years, all financial debt was paid off. In other words, it was wiped off the books, and it didn't matter how you got in debt. It didn't matter if it was your fault. It didn't matter if it was somebody else's fault. It didn't matter if you were paying medical bills for your family. It didn't matter how you got there. It didn't matter if you deserved it or didn't deserve it. When the year of Jubilee came, all of your debt was wiped free. Now, we know that while looking at the Old Testament, we understand the practical values that these things meant in real life application, but we also have to look at the spiritual implications that it's modeling to us. And based on what Jesus taught us there in Luke 4, where he is talking about all of these emotional factors that are connected to a broken heart, I look at these like debt, and Jesus is looking at them like debt. You know, I'll never forget when uh, Brenda and I got married, she had gone through some really, really painful things in her past and, you know, had gone through an incredible amount of pain. And, um, you know, one of the things that she went through was physical abuse. Well, I'm not a physical abuser. You know, I've never physically abused her or any woman. But every time we would start to have a conversation that would be intense at all, she'd just shut out on me and stop communicating. And of course, that made no sense to me. I mean, I was young and, you know, I had a lot to learn about relationships. But, you know, I finally came to understand that she was shutting down on me because in her past experience, if a conversation that started out with, let's talk about this and solve that problem, would end up in physical abuse. Now, even though I had never physically abused her, that was the emotions that would come up and the expectation that was coming up. And this is where I coined the phrase, you know, about 35 years ago of I am paying the emotional debt that somebody charged up. And so I started using this when I was teaching about relationships. In relationships, everybody you come into a relationship with, it is as if they have an emotional credit card and somebody has charged up debt on that credit card by the way that they treated that person, whether it's their parents, whether it's an ex-spouse, whether it's an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend or whatever, somebody has charged up some emotional debt. And if you're the person that ends up in a relationship with that other person that's had that pain, then you are the ones or you're the person that's going to make the payments on that emotional debt. Well, I got news for you. Everybody's making payments on one another's emotional debt. Now, you know, for years, I remember I had a person here on staff. He's a good buddy of mine, and he was preaching one time. He said this. We all laughed about it. It was sort of true. And he was talking about people and their issues. He said, you know, people have a lot of issues. He said, if you don't know what that is, we used to call it sin. And, uh, you know, it was kind of funny to say it that way. But I remember thinking about that. And I was thinking, you know, people do have issues. People do have issues that are the result of the pain from their past. The pains that they have gone through that were never resolved, that were never healed, that they never knew how to get rid of, and they never knew how to get free from those pains. So those pains are affecting their life today. And thus you have the concept of post-traumatic stress disorder. Now I want you to understand something. Post-traumatic stress. We understand post-traumatic stress if we're dealing with somebody who has been a veteran and they've been in war somewhere 
and uh, you know they're out with you and they hear a car backfire and this is the classic example they hear a car backfire and they dive under a table because immediately they are experiencing all of the emotions and stress and threat and fear of a rocket attack that they experienced when they were in battle somewhere and so we understand post-traumatic stress when it is uh, at that level or when it happens in that kind of setting. But the real truth is any pain, any incident that you had in your past that today can cause you to begin having emotions, irrational emotions that are based on the past, that is post-traumatic stress. And it doesn't matter if it's small or big. It doesn't matter if it's a result of war or result of physical abuse from another relationship or a result of somebody lying to you or somebody being unfaithful to you or somebody putting you down or somebody criticizing you. It doesn't matter how big or small that other action was. What matters is what happened inside you when they did what they did. So the majority of people today their emotional credit card is charged full of emotional debts. And all of the dysfunction in our life today is the interest on that emotional debt. And the people that come into our lives and try to have a relationship with us, they are making payments on that emotional debt. Now, Jesus said, that all of these factors were the result of a broken heart. And uh, you have to understand, your heart is the seat of the real you. Your heart is the seat of where love comes from. It's where all emotions emerge from the heart. All behavior ultimately emerges from the heart or all habitual behavior. All dysfunction emerges from the heart and all health emerges from the heart. So you have to realize that if you have a broken heart, if your heart has been negatively affected, then you will be dysfunctional in areas of your life, and it can make no sense to you at all. You might not have any idea about why you're having trouble in that area of your heart. You know, the Bible and the book of Jeremiah talks about the heart being desperately wicked. Who can know it? And a lot of people quote that scripture as if that would apply in the New Testament. Well, first of all, in the New Testament, you know, we are born again. And our spirit man is made new. We can renew our mind. God heals our heart. Our heart doesn't have to be wicked. Now, but here's the deal. In that scripture, if you look that up in the original language, what that actually says is that the heart is covered with footprints. Now, isn't that an odd thing? You know, we have this terminology. Well, you know, that person just walked all over me and broke my heart. Well, you know what? That's more of a biblical concept than you can imagine because that scripture is telling us that because our heart is covered in these prints, in these footprints, that that's what makes it chaotic. And it's really not talking about being wicked. It's talking about being chaotic. And when your life is chaotic, and when you can't get yourself out of chaos, when you keep repeating chaos, when you keep doing the same things over and over and over again, when you keep reacting irrationally to situations, when you keep spending more than you make, when you can't be faithful in a relationship, when you're stingy, greedy, what 
whatever. I guarantee you all of this comes from something that has affected your heart. It doesn't mean God doesn't love you. It doesn't mean you're not a good person in a general sense, but it means that you have post-traumatic stress or what the Bible might call footprints all over your heart or what Jesus and the prophet Isaiah called a broken heart. And I'm going to tell you something. You are not going to break free of whatever these problems are if you do not have something happen in your heart. And this entire series, we're going to be talking about this. And I want you to understand something. I put out volumes of information in these broadcasts every week. And, uh, you know, I, I don't hold anything back. I give you everything that I can give you in the time frame that we have. But I want you to understand, in my series, I'm often able to walk you through uh, exercises and things that have to be really detailed that are too detailed, really, to be able to cover in a broadcast. So I'm hoping that you're wanting to invest in your life and you're really wanting to get serious about this. Because in truth, you know, I can't help you if you don't want to put in this into application. I can't help you if you just want somebody to pray a prayer over you and somebody else use their faith to help your life change. That's never really going to happen. We get calls from people all the time that, that want us to pray for them, and we're always willing to pray for people. But as you talk to them, they've already had a bunch of other people pray for them about these same things, and sometimes they got a little relief, but then they always end up back in the same situation. And people almost get offended when we say, you know what, we can pray for you, but it's really not going to help you. Well, everybody else says it's going to help me, and you want to say, well, you got everybody else to pray for you. Did it work? Let me tell you something. The only way you can get God's truth to work in your life is when you learn how to influence your own heart with the Word of God, when you learn how to connect God. Now, I'm going to give you all the tools and resources over these next few weeks that I can, but there's a decision that you've got to make right now. The first decision you've got to make is that God did not do this to me. God is not the source of my pain. I may not understand that. And you may even have to go, you know what? Everything in me believes God did this. Everything in me believes God caused this problem, but I'm going to choose to believe something else. And Holy Spirit, if you bring me to that place, if you could take me on this journey, that's where I want to go. I want to arrive at that place where I know that God absolutely will never, ever, ever hurt me. You know, one of the most important things that will ever happen in your life will be the transformation of your sense of identity, who you see yourself to be. When you see yourself the way God sees you. You know, the Bible talks about knowing as we are known. I used to read that and get scared. Like, oh, no, I, one day I'm going to know as I'm known. and That means I'm going to know all the bad things. I mean, no, we're hidden Christ and God. We're a new creation. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. But we don't see ourselves that way. We don't feel about ourselves that way. And we don't make the decisions in our life out of that sense of being this new creation in Jesus. But I want to tell you something. All of that is the result of a wounded or broken heart. And I'm going to help you get your heart healed. I'm going to help you make this journey. I'm going to help you come to a place to where you feel right about yourself. You feel right about God. You feel right about life because God's good. He's the only good. Listen, come back for a mentoring moment. I'll be back in just a minute. Freedom from emotional debt is going to be a powerful tool that's going to help you on your journey for transformation. Listen, this is a six CD series, but I'm going to give you some free messages that are going to be included in here and some exercises that's going to take you straight to freedom. 
Hey, listen, I hope you'll get to join me as I travel across North America in March. I'll be in Kansas City, and then in April, I'm going to be in Edmonton. I'm telling you, going to be all over the place. May, I'm going to be in Calgary, Canada. I'm going to be coming to some place near you, and I hope that you're going to join me because I'll tell you what, I want you to be there in live meeting, and I want to touch your life. But even more than that, I want to invite you to help me change the way the world sees God. Listen, if you're getting benefit from this program, if it's blessing you and if it's helping you and you think this would be a great benefit to other people, then I want you to become a part of our world changer family. I want you to help us take this gospel of a good God, a loving God, the message of the cross, all of these divine realities that I'm sharing with you. We need to take these to the ends of the earth. Everybody in the world needs to hear about this. And we have a goal to reach 1 billion people. So go to our website or call us today, become a world changer, and we'll touch the world together. Now, today's mentoring moment is just going to be just a little different than usual because most of you know that I usually give you some very specific steps to take. But I'm going to give you some general instructions here that I feel like are going to be incredibly important. So just stick in here with me for just a few minutes. First of all, one of the saddest things in the world is when you see somebody suffering and you're offering them something that will help them and they won't take it. You know, Jesus said to Jerusalem, how many times did I want to gather you under my wing like chicks? In other words, I want it to protect you. I tried to be there for you. I want you to realize in these broadcasts every week, I am giving you real tools that are really help. I am mentoring you. I'm leading you down this pathway of being a disciple of the Lord Jesus and giving you tools and resources to get past your pain. I get testimonies all the time. I got a text message just this morning from somebody that said, Brother Jim, I just want to tell you that I went to an event this weekend, paid $300 for this event, and this guy was supposed to be great at helping people uh, make good business decisions. And she said, you know what? And this was the stuff you taught us years ago when I went to church there at Impact. I want to tell you something. This is stuff that when people put into practice changes their lives. So number one, I want to encourage you, be sure if you're going to walk this thing out and get past your broken heart, be sure that you join in every week on the broadcast. Listen, they're always on our website. You can watch them anytime you want. But each program is going to be a step toward bringing you into healing. Then secondly, every program is going to have a mentoring moment where I'm going to give you some steps of application. I want to tell you something. You're not a disciple of Jesus because you gave your life to the Lord at some point in time. You're not a disciple of Jesus because you go to church. You're not a disciple of Jesus even because you read your Bible. You're a disciple of Jesus when you take his interpretation of the Word of God and you put it into practice. And Jesus himself said that. I'm not talking about dead works. I'm not talking about earning anything from God. But I want to help you get past your pain. So be sure and join with me every week. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.